All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Forging Brains Podcast. This one's kind of a cool one. Uh, we are live here at the Winter Clinic at the Wellshod. I guess is it wouldn't be headquarters, huh? This is the only one. That's the only one. Well, this is the headquarters. Worldwide then. headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> with wow. my co-host Gavin Cooper, and we're with the owner of Wellshod, John. And how do you pronounce Har- it? Harshbarger. Harshbarger, yes, sir. Is that German? A little bit, yes. All right. Yep. Man. Yeah. It'd be, it's an awesome thing to have John on. John is a huge supplier. Obviously, if you're a horseshoer, you know well shod. And he's just an interesting supply owner to me because, like, there's a few, very few supply houses I go to that don't give you, like, a little bit of the car, like, the car salesman vibe. And I'm not trying to put anybody down there, but... It, it's like John is always just like a straightforward, honest guy. I mean, you're picking up the trash cans around <laughs> here, always and like doing it. It's all got to be done. And it's been pretty cool that you've like fully pushed yourself out into the horseshoeing world and you've like entered up at some of these things and you supported a bunch of the stuff that we like to go to. So it's a awesome yeah. deal. Uh, pr- proud to be a part of it. So I mean, thanks for joining us, John. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. So man, where. Where are you from? Like, where did you grow up? Amarillo, Texas, right here. Born, Born and raised. raised. Yes. Yep. Really? Grew up about 10 miles from, from right here. Yeah. Has it always kind of been the same area, or has it grown up It's a lot? growing a lot. Amarillo's growing a lot in the last five years, especially. Really? Yeah. A lot of building. Some that I've noticed, like, a couple of times that I've been here in town, like, the downtown area is, like, so, like, old school, it looks <clears> like, like. I think it's really neat. Yeah, yeah, they're they're doing a lot of downtown projects and has it kind of always been like that as no. far as like the the downtown, you know, it kind of faded away like most downtowns okay. over time mm-hmm. and so in the last 5-10 years they've done a lot of revitalization projects, built a ballpark. Oh yeah. Getting the hotels going back again. Oh, is that that uh that Hogue Park or whatever down yeah, there? Yeah, Hodgetown. Or Hodgetown Hodge, Park. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah our yeah. hotel looks just above that and yeah. it's mm-hmm. pretty cool yeah. in they've, the morning. They've so, done yeah. a good job. Yeah. It's so growing. what's the biggest like business around here? Um, agriculture is, you know, one of the top things, the cattle market. Um, well pan- shod. Well shod right <laughs> there. The top. Yeah. Um, Pantex, the nuclear disassembly plant oh. is, is here. Really? That's, that's pretty big. Um, Bell helicopter. They build okay. the V-22 oh. offsprees oh, are here. And then the, the medical district is really? growing and gotten, cause we're kind of in the, you know, we're, we're halfway between Dallas and Denver. Okay. Yeah. So we're kind of in that in that zone. So a lot of people, like a lot of in between towns that are yeah. coming here for yeah. medical. Is yeah. oil a big industry out here? Oil's as big, well? yep. Not as big as Midland, Odessa, but yeah, oil, oil is good too, for okay. sure. So it's, what ch- why didn't you get into a field like that and then what kind of <clears> drew you to basically owning well shot and a farrier supply? You know, that's uh so growing up, you know, we had horses and, and uh but but I wasn't a really good horseman, you know, okay. we always had horses, but was, grew up showing hogs and steers and all of that. And the only place I ever wanted to work was the feed store where we bought feed. You know, that was, that was my goal. So in high school, um, 16 started working at the feed store and, um, you loved the place. Oh yeah. Loved it. Yeah. What I did just, your, what did your parents do? Oh, my dad's a pharmacist. Okay. And my, oh. and my mom's, you know, stay at home mom took yeah. care of the kids. And nice. yeah, dad's a pharmacist and, and uh 
but like I said, we lived in the country and always had animals. And did, yeah, did all that kind of you stuff. Just love. So. What about the feet going into the feed store? It's you love. Just so a much. cool place, you know. It was, um, and especially thirty years ago, um, you know, it was just a little calmer, simpler time when Paul yeah. Harvey came on the radio. Yeah. Everything stopped. You listened to Paul Harvey. Customers did too. And then, then you go it's on like with going with to work. town to yeah. the feed store was. You just... know, it was. That, it's just a cool place. You know, yeah. the cool people, the customers. You know, it's just just my kind of people. Yeah. And, no, I um, could see. That. Yeah. So, so that was the deal. That's where I wanted to be. Got a job there. Learned a lot. The the guy that owned it, Gail Johnson. You know, he he showed me a lot of stuff. And you know, on the business side of it, that always interest me you know how does this work how does that work yeah and, yeah and uh and that's kind of where the horseshoe deal started he was he sold a, a better than average feed store selection of farrier okay, stuff yeah. you know yeah. but it's still it would have yeah, fit they always, and, the feed store always has like yeah a little stock of some rats, little stock but you know nails. he kept ge tools and he was he was set up with fpd so had some kirk Hearts and you know all okay. that kind of yeah. stuff and and uh, supplied you know most all the local local farriers here so uh, learn learn that part of it yeah a little bit and then um now was there not a supply house really close no, to there so no. that was there's plenty was, of horses in the cattle yeah yeah wagon mountain ranch supply bob bakken he was in, okay. in oh, new yeah. mexico yep um so he was the closest one that way and then oh, man. uh oklahoma city and then uh texas ferry supply you know in fort worth so pretty good open area Chunk up here of, yeah yeah, yeah. That he was supplying, he these, was supplying. these cowboys. With, yep. That's, yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. So he probably did. I'm sure he did have to, like, <clears throat> where we were from, you know, there's, like, a few supply houses. So these little feed stores, they definitely don't have, like, right. that great. Yeah, selection. so he was kind of the, you know, the main supplier in this area and had been. That store opened in 1961. And so, you know, they had good reputation, good traffic. And yeah. Oh, that's a cool deal. How long did you work there then? So worked there through high school and first year of college. And then so my business partner, Timmy Snyder, um, we partnered up. We went to school together and did all that, known each other a long time, good friends. And we partnered up in 1997 and started hauling hay, buying and selling hay, custom, you know, had a pop-up loaders and, you know, 30-foot gooseneck trailers. and Yeah. And so we bought and sold hay, and that's kind of how we paid for our school. And um, what did you go, what'd you go to school for? Ag business. Okay. Ag okay. business economics, yeah. Nice. And uh, so they said it was a four-year degree plan, and I did my four years, and uh, they said I had to come back some more. And I said, no, I'm done. <laughs> four, four years was plenty. Yeah. yeah. Four years was plenty, yeah. So, so dropped this. out right at the end. And uh, so you put the four years in and then never got no yeah. degree. No, no, I don't have any papers to oh, show. That's bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I, <laughs> but at uh, that point, you're, it's like, no, I, I got it. Man. Well, yeah. yeah. And not, so, so what happened, we, we were hauling hay and, and that was going good, paying for our school. And uh, that's pretty cool. Not many people can say <laughs> they paid for their schooling. Yeah. While they're yeah, in we, school. Yeah, we, we paid for it. So um, worked hard. Like that's. Like, yeah, we That's, didn't haul like 50 bells a day. You know, when we had our pop-up loaders and we were picking hay up out of the field, it was a thousand, a thousand a day is what we would do. Dang. Are these like little bales? Yeah. Like three two, strand? No, two, two, two strand? wires. So 65, 70 pound bales. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. You know, if we were stacking them at the farm, that yeah. was our, you know, three trailer loads a day on and off, you know, so, but at any rate, um, we did that and we were, we were selling some hay to the feed store 
and uh, mm. and so Gail had been there. He'd owned the store 22 years. He okay. was ready to retire, and he had asked me when I was in high school. He's like, "Well, what do you want to do when you get out of school?" And I'm like, "I'd like to own a feed store," and that was all we ever said about it. And so fast forward, you know, six years, and he's like, uh, "Do you want to buy this store?" Uh, yes, sir. I'd love to, you know, and he's like, all right, let's, let's talk, you know? And so he set us up. He really helped us. And, and, uh, I mean, we had a little credit, but we were, uh, 23 years old when we bought the store. And, uh, so but you, but you already like, was it from college to know enough that you're like, I need to start building credit? Yeah, I think or so. Did your, no, your dad. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a tool. You know, yeah. and if you manage it right, you know, if you don't, it gets you in big trouble. But well, it were just like I grew up around a guy, a bunch of guys. It was like credit was just bad. Yeah, they're like you can't, you can't pay cash. Not I, a good. And so like, yeah, I, you know, reality hit me when I was eighteen. That yeah. was like, you kind of need. You got it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a pretty, it, especially if you're gonna have a business. Yeah, it's like I think if you go borrow money to buy a television. That's probably yeah. not good, but no, if no. it's borrowed money that you think, okay, well, I can, you know, if it's for the business and you can grow it, if that debt will pay for itself and you can grow, yes. then, you know, I mean, it's a risk, but most things are a risk if it's. It, if but it's, it's, it's like literally almost comes down to like, you just got to remember to pay the yeah, bill. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> that's, I exactly. mean, and don't like, like yeah. I guess, have a budget and know yeah. that you're not going to well, overspend it. And like, you got to live pretty frugal when you're starting out. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I mean, we didn't make much money and we worked, you know. And maybe that's the temptation that if you have the credit, like, and you're broke, like, yeah. some people are like, well, yeah, I'm gonna go buy myself a place. Right. Was yeah. that the first loan you ever had to take out? No, before? we took when when we were hauling hay, we had an old junkie pickup, and of course it'd break down all the time. And so then, <laughs> not only are you not making money, you're you're spending money yep. on the repairs and yep. so on. So no, we were in '97. We bought a we got a loan. Timmy and I got a business loan mm -hmm. and bought a pickup, bought an, a brand new Dodge cabin chassis. Dooley, oh, yeah, and then uh, went to work, and then the next year we bought another one, another rig, and another trailer, and hired a couple guys to help us, and oh, so we had a little bit of that going, and and so at that point were you guys pretty much doing five days a week, or no seven, holiday, really? yeah, it was, yeah, we'd work all day and then you know fix all the stuff we tore up all night, that I much, mean, so is there that yeah. much hay, oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's Between alfalfa and then guys belling grass hay, wheat hay, cane come off in the fall. So, yeah, we were busy. So come wintertime, does that slow down any? Yes, yeah. So what yeah. would you do in, like, the wintertime then? We we actually, I mean, there was still a little stuff to do, but we built a, we built a big hay barn at mom and dad's oh, house. Oh, stockpile. And we would, yeah, it did hold 6,000 bales. And so we would fill it up yep. through the summer. Mm -hmm. And then we would sell that through the winter and while we were going to school and hustling yeah just yeah no yeah, that's too ignorant awesome. not to uh, you know no not happy unless know, we're man. working <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no that's freaking great yeah yeah so so yeah that's that's kind of how that got started that's how we got into the into the feed store and that building that you guys purchased mm -hmm. is that the one that we're in right now no no it's it's about five miles north of here rancher supply okay, oh, okay. and um yeah so so we bought that and and um you know, the feed business is tough. It's pretty low margin, high volume deal. And so really? the horseshoes were there and we were looking for a niche to get into. How can we grow our business beyond, you know, you're only going to serve a certain 
geographic area. You, you kind of knew business. it with the feed business. You're like, yeah. this is it. Yeah. Like so, so I'm like, the horseshoes is cool, and I like the horseshoers that had come in, and so I just started watching what's in their truck. You know, it carry their shoes out. Oh, that's a cool hammer. Where's that? You know, and so yeah. just trying to get into figuring out what all that stuff is. And then, you know, so we just started growing that and adding more and more stuff for the yeah. local guys. And then, I mean, I remember when Vet Tech came out and we got six cartridges of super fast. And it was a, you know, it was a big deal. It wasn't even a full case. We got six cartridges yeah. in a little plastic bag and poke a hole in it and slide it on a peg, you know, and <laughs> showed everybody that came in, you know. And, uh, but that, you know, that's what keeps it fun. Oh, you gotta, man. You gotta no, have great... that, that kind of stuff. And, yeah. and, um, so yeah, just kind of kept growing that and growing that. And we thought, all right, we're, we're servicing all of our area, all the failures yep. in our area. All right. Now what do we do? You yeah. know, how do we grow it? So, um, put together a little catalog and, and Timmy, my partner who is not a computer guy, he's like, no, we need to get one of those websites, you know, <laughs> one that, of those this, websites. this would have been in 2000. Did, did you guys have a website for the feed business? No. Okay. No, we didn't even have a computer. Really? We had a little cash register yeah. and, uh, all the inventory was on the old inventory cards. Yeah. You just walked the aisles. And just the same check. way. That same way you've done it. For, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, so it was just, I mean, it was just a big learning curve and keep growing and, Huge. and adding, adding all that stuff. And So how did you guys figure out, did you guys just hire somebody to get the website and stuff? Or? Yep, yeah, a guy here in town, guy here in town built the website, our original website for us many years ago. And um, yeah, started. And so I thought at the time, uh, websites, especially in the ferry industry, were, were pretty new. Oh, yeah. And I didn't think there was very many good ones. Yeah. You know, most of them just Hard had to a Yeah, just had a list that, you know, Jim Poor Hammer, 180 bucks. Well, that's great if you know what that is, but I'm like, we need no pictures picture. and descriptions. Yeah. Uh -huh. We want to have as much information there as we can. It's like hold, you know, next best thing to having it in your hand yeah. Kind yeah. Of. yeah. So that was that was the goal with the website and I I think we did a pretty good job of it um back then. Yeah. Oh man, it's it, there's a lot of websites now They're all over the board for different things you go to, and it's like it is such a bummer when you get there. Yeah, it's hard to navigate and hard yeah. to figure out. And it's yeah, and it's and the and they're tough to keep keep updated. And there's so many new products oh, and yeah. and information and videos that go with that. And we actually redid our website a year ago, and um, yeah, so it's it's a work in progress, but I'm I'm pretty happy with it. It's got a lot of functionality. You got to make it easy. You know, Amazon has set the bar. When? Yeah. You got to know your demographic. You aren't selling to a bunch of computer people. Right. You're selling to a bunch of horseshoers. Yeah. yeah. That are more than likely going to be on their phone. Right. It's yep. like it Absolutely. has to be yeah. very easy to yes. use for people that are all like. Like, yeah, I think if Jim Poor was going to drive right. by Hammer, right. yeah, I'm not trying to call Jim, yeah. but he's not the no, most, he knows absolutely. he's not the most computer guy. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, we're learning, that, we're learning yeah. that through like the podcast. Oh like, man. Do oh, you sure. or like your wife have a computer that we can set up and, <laughs> you yeah. know, have the interview yeah. with? And, yeah. I'm kind of that guy. That's why I'm glad y'all are here in person. So I don't have to set all it's that up. <laughs> <laughs> were you guys still under the feed store name at that point? Yes. Yeah, and that's so we came up with the the Wellshod name at that point. You know, cause we we're trying to think, well, what would be a cool website that? Oh, the name. I was gonna ask, like, yeah. did you guys just someone just clicked on the name? Yeah, we just we kind of came up with it and uh, and liked it. And you know, Don Baskins wrote the Western Horseman book Wellshod, and and yeah. Don was a customer of ours for years. 
and uh so knew him quite well yeah and uh and so we asked him you know if what he thought you know if we could use that name and and yeah he was all for it so so we decided on that and that was that and no it's it's easy to remember yeah yeah you've (laughs) definitely built like an empire as far as like you say well shot and people know exactly what what they're talking about well and it's like uh it's when people are like talking about their names and what they're going to do i always think like don't like nail it down to any one thing right where you are like it doesn't say like it's not an area name or anything right. it's like it exactly right anywhere right type, type yeah of deal. exactly so, good name yeah so then you guys so you guys renamed it and yeah we kept the feed store as rancher supply and okay. then we had well shod you know for the website side and and it was tough so there right. wasn't well shot didn't have like its own building no, at this point. We were all mixed it was just in. Just had its area yep. and yes, sir. store. Yep. Yeah. Which and then thankfully kept growing and we're just keep stacking stuff everywhere. So <laughs> we yeah. So we built a, a another building at the feed store, two thousand eleven, and uh, and it was six thousand square feet. And we thought, man, and then that that was horseshoes that was lawn and garden animal health the whole everything yeah and it wasn't just a couple of years and we thought this is not going to work you know we're we're it's running cold. out of room again and oh, we need to we need to split we need to split the feed store from the farrier supply like this is going to be a real deal we need to we need to focus our staff needs to be just all about the horseshoes right and so how quick did the website start taking off fairly fairly i mean i remember when we got our first order you know it was a big deal if we you know if we got a through the website a, yeah if we got an order or two a day it do you was remember where it was exciting. sent to no like I it don't. was it in texas no no it seemed like it was in i don't know uh, nebraska somewhere kind of like somewhere kind of you know? far away you were like yeah it was pretty someone pretty knows exciting. about us yeah <laughs> yeah and so, i mean so it was just me you know so i mean there, there was a handful of us that worked there but I basically did all the all the horseshoe stuff. So yeah, you could take the order, go box it up, do the whole do the whole deal. Oh yeah. no, that's yeah. freaking that's yeah. so funny. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. And like at that point, were you already doing the ten dollars shipping? No, no, we we rocked along with the rep website for I don't know a couple of years, and and you know getting a little growth and and figuring out all the products that we needed that we didn't have. You know, because that's embarrassing too. And, uh, you know, you're, you're used to being in the Texas panhandle. This is what farriers here use. And then some guy from Florida calls and needs DFs. And, and yeah. you're like, I don't know, we don't have those. You know, that's not good. So where you're are like, you going to draw that line? <laughs> you know, and so you either got to get in or get out. You so know? at so, that point, you like got a building. Yeah. So did that and didn't started the, we were trying to figure out a way, okay, how do we grow? How do we grow our online business? How do we, how do we ship all this stuff? And so I'm figuring all these different things. If you do this, you get that or whatever. And, it, you know, it gets complicated and things have to be easy. And Timmy, once again, he's, he's like, well, you just do a $10 flat rate. Well, let's start figuring on that, see if that works. I, like, I think that'll work. Let's, let's do it, you know. And yeah. so that's, yeah, so that helped a lot too. That's something that, I've always wondered. Like, how are you guys able to make that $10 flat rate? It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like but it's like, no, you're like, are you still like, your prices are still competitive with everybody else's right. prices? Yeah. 
and it's, like it's a uh, it's uh yeah i mean that's a, that, like it is one of the main reasons we wanted i wanted to have you on it's like <laughs> i think you're a great businessman and you're doing it in like i like it doesn't feel like a sleazy way or anything so it's right. like that's i think a lot of horseshoers could be way better at business yeah but i think that's something you could like Put some knowledge out there with, with <laughs> of how we can like. Granted, you don't have to give away all your seats. No, yeah, no it's, <laughs> if I mean, you don't want to. You know, it makes you. Uh, if you do stuff like that, you got to be pretty efficient. So it makes you efficient. So mm-hmm. you're gonna buy stuff better. You know, hit freight paid levels from your vendors. You know, if there's cash discounts, any of that type of stuff, you you take all of that. And, okay. And then, yeah. you know, try to get orders in and out of here as fast and efficient as possible. You know, yeah. and just. It's That's a volume, volume game. And it's like, I, I feel like people don't even know almost care how much they're paying if they get their order fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're so happy. You know, and that's, yeah. And that's something we struggled with, you know, the last three or four years because it, thankfully, this place did grow. And then COVID. Oh, and supply so that's just a huge, well, yeah. And then business was so good for farriers oh, through COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, we saw that too, you know, yeah. and then a lot of people, maybe they couldn't go to town or didn't want to go to town. And so maybe they didn't buy their regular place so and bought um, online. Yeah. And it was, it was crazy good. But then on the other side of it, it was, then you're struggling to get orders out the door in a timely fashion. And that that's not, well, good. I was going to ask too, mm-hmm. it, it is a reality that not much of our, and it may, this may not be a reality to a lot of horseshoes out there, especially that it like, Oh, America, a lot of your products don't come from here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, most pretty hard for like you yeah. to get products in at that yeah, time. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, you know, it caught everybody off guard. And, you know, when something had a, a two week lead time and all of a sudden now it's two months. Ooh. So there's two months there. You can't do it. You're just out. Yeah. But, you know, so rough it's, it's rough. It is. Yeah. It's rough for the manufacturers, the distribution companies. You know, they're all. And, the, and I'd have to say that this industry, most of the suppliers did a really good job of trying to get stuff. You know, even if it cost them money, if it was coming from overseas, they didn't put it on a container. Maybe they air freighted it over mm. just to keep guys going and keep their products in front of them, you know. So there was a lot of that that happened. So about the time when uh, you and Timmy started the website mm-hmm. and you guys moved into that building. Yep. How many employees did you guys have at that time besides you and Timmy? Uh Four or five. And then how many yeah. do you guys have now? There's uh, 20 of us right now. Oh, yeah. wow. Just And that was that was feed store, and that was the whole deal. There was, Is the feed oh, store like, still was, going? It's still going. And yeah. you and Timmy still own it? No, we sold that. My brother-in-law okay. and my sister, Amanda, that's running the front counter, they bought it oh, uh, really? three years ago. Yeah, oh, three nice. years really? ago. So it's still in the family, which is cool. Because like you were like, it's just getting to be too much? Well, yeah, and so... They're looking for something. Yeah. You know, and so backing up just a little, Mm -hmm. 2015, we split Wellshod, came over to this building. Okay. And so Timmy stayed over there, ran the feed store. I came here, and and, um, Timmy was tired of the feed store. I mean, it's a job. It's retail all day, every day. Yeah. And, you know, we owned it for 20 years. And Timmy was right there for 20 years and yeah. he's tired, you know, yeah. and, and, um, so yeah, so we sold it, sold it to them and then Timmy came over here. Yeah. And what, like, what was he doing when he was here? Cause well, like, cause it, now Timmy, right. Is yeah, in he's the back. running the shop. Yeah. So 
pretty cool. God always takes care of us, you know, and things just seem to fall in place when the time's right. And yeah. so sold the feed store. Timmy comes over here um, like two weeks. Uh, talked to Cliff Carroll, and he was he was ready to retire. Mm. And um, wanted to know if we were interested in that. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, and that's right up Timmy's alley. I mean, he's, you know, he can weld. He can, you know, he's he's a craftsman. You yeah. know, he can do do all that stuff and do it well. And uh, so, yeah, that kind of worked out. So we got Cliff Carroll added into the. And he builds like those, uh, like anvil stumps. The anvil stump, uh, four different, four different anvils. Oh, uh, farrier pattern. Oh, anvils. yeah. Okay. Um, Is it the Pro the Forge? Pro Forge. Yeah. yeah, it was part of that. Yeah. Three different hoof stands. Um, the Rio Dosa hoof gauge was yep. part of okay. his part of his lineup. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. are you guys building the forges as well? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. You build them here yes, in sir. this shop? Yes, sir. Oh, no kidding. Yep. Yep. That's super like Yeah. So that's you it seems like you've just never been afraid to like keep taking the next uh, step. It's gotta keep going. Yeah. Scrolling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you either going forward or you're going backwards, you know, and and I get bored. You know, you get you get things kinda lined out like you want and going smooth and you think all right what's the next like there it's 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 running to itself the, to the best of your ability yeah it's 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 running you're like, okay what are we gonna do next it's almost like you're afraid of complacency yeah <laughs> i get bored well not even fully <laughs> but it's like you i'm not good at coming up with new things that can run without me well yeah you seem like you're I'm, very good at coming up with things that you're like, well, like, all right, I'm going to get this engine going and I can go over here. I'm going to go build a new engine. Uh, yeah. to, <laughs> to an extent. I mean, I'm here all day, every day. Yeah, you no, know. you're still. But yeah, no, I mean, luckily the, the team we've got here is awesome. And I could not huge. do it without them. Yeah, all. but you're like. It, good people make all the difference. How, what are some things. I know I'm just kind of jumping all no, over the good. place, but it's uh, what are some things that you look for in an employee? And I'm sure it's different for different yeah, jobs. Yeah, it is. I I don't know. I'm a horrible interviewer. I'm a horrible job interviewer, and because I take for granted what's expected, I guess hmm. you know. And so I don't know. I've just gotten I've gotten pretty lucky. I think it's important to have people here that are in the agriculture industry if they've grown up around horses like they know how to talk to to our people right yeah, yeah. Not, yep. so that's super important and if you've got people that are that are polite and and work hard then we can teach them about horse use and yeah. i used to think well no i need to hire people that know about about horses about right yeah but that's not you got to hire the people with the right personality the customer service aspect and and then um yeah then we can teach them about just the, rest the willing of it. willing to work yeah absolutely you know have a work ethic absolutely and yep. show up and like job. these these ladies that are here you know they they take this place like it's their own you know they care about what's going on and they want to make sure it's done and done right and and um yeah it's probably ask for better they must feel then like pretty appreciated oh uh, yeah I, I hope so <clears throat> that's that's part of the plan <laughs> i mean luckily we've we've been able to do health insurance and 401k and profit sharing you know the last four or five years and you yeah. know like i said i can't do it without them so the the better this place does the better they need to do you know yeah and so that keeps everybody vested in the deal and trying to keep it moving forward really, i think really good point yeah 
that's like, I mean, it's it, probably a hard thing to do, especially like you work so hard. It's so hard to like just give out everything, yeah. you know? Well, I mean? like, and, but, and not necessarily money, but responsibility too. Yeah. Cause I started Except, yeah, it that's and what yeah, I'm a micromanager. And yeah. so I've had to really learn to let some things go, trust the people, you know, be there to help. But mm -hmm. now, you know, there's enough of us that, you know, Asia handles this and Jessica handles that and, and, uh, keep everything going hard. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. A lot of learning. Well, <laughs> yeah. Like do you, do you keep have evolving. any, any tips on that of like, I know it's hard to say it's like, but it's, uh, I had a, I had a, a very successful guy here in town, Jerry Hodge, uh, the Hodge town, oh, okay. they, they named the ballpark after him. He, he did really well in life. And that was one of his things is, is, uh, hire good people and get out of their way. Oh you yeah. Know, let, let them do what they're supposed to do. So, yeah, I don't know. I've been really lucky. How fat, and I'm sure like you have great, employees. like eight, like I know age of the best, you know, the yeah. best probably volunteer, yeah. but like amazing person. Yeah. How quick, and I'm sure you've had some people though that weren't amazing that you probably interviewed and thought were. In yeah. The oh yeah. How quick did you know, and was it easy to be like? Yeah, it's always tough. I'm not a confrontational person, so I have trouble yeah. with that sometimes. But um, no, you usually know pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like, like usually like, that man. first week you're like ah, yeah. You can even also tell that like if you're taking on an apprentice as a farrier yeah. like you can tell like okay he's gonna make it or he's right. not gonna make yeah. it yeah did he sweep yeah. without me asking to yeah. sweep up around or you know did i have to ask you more than once you know yeah. those are huge Continual. things just, <laughs> just a little yeah <laughs> oh man yeah, you gonna pick this up or yeah, yeah. i don't think i could do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> like oh so what I, I didn't grow up around those type of people that like if they're asking the second time yeah. Wasn't that polite the second time? Yeah. yeah. No, that, and growing up, I mean, luckily, like, you know, my dad, if dad told you something, that's the way it was. Oh, yeah. And he wasn't going to tell you again. Yeah. yeah. So, do you grow up in a household where, like, it was moving? Like, everybody's kind of always doing something. Yeah. 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 We always had projects and chores to do and the whole deal. Did your dad own his own business? Too? He did in the early days. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pharmacy business got tough, you know, as the years went by really? because of insurance and then all the big chains come in. Uh -huh. And so, yeah. So eventually, didn't he, know that. eventually, yeah, that's why there's, well, it's like the rest of the world. Yep. You know how many local little hardware stores are there? You know, it's hard to compete with the big boys. Home and then, Depot, you know, the, yep. the drug industry, you got all the insurance and the, dealing with those companies and, and it, it got tough. And so, Eventually, he sold his business and then went to work for CVS and mm. worked for them for quite a few years. And he's like, man, this is the best thing. He said, "Made money." I made more stress. money than I ever thought I would. And he's like, I don't have to worry about paying the light bill or yeah. doing the schedule or, you know, he could show Just up working and as do an his job as a pharmacist. And, yeah, so it worked out good for him. Was, do, you, do you think you would turn down an offer like that? If a big business came to you and said, Hey, I don't know. I could like, you know, magic day comes there. Like <laughs> we'll hire you and you'll make more money coming to work for us. You'll work only nine to five. <laughs> you'll have nah. two weeks paid vacation. No, probably not. Probably. I mean, at some point uh, you gotta have, it's a hard you thing gotta have an exit strategy, but yeah. I I've other than my 
few years just working at the feed store. That's the only, you know, real job I've ever had working for somebody. Yeah. So, no, I'm not I'm not really good at asking other people what I can do or should do, you know. I'm no. pretty independent in that respect. <laughs> right or wrong, make well, you, a decision and go. Yeah, but it's like Yeah, it's hard to trust your gut though sometimes. Like I don't know, like yeah, and that's a good thing about having a business partner in some, in Asia. Bianca's our CFO, and so you know we got some people to bounce ideas off of, and yeah, you know, kind of keep you between the ditches, seeing if it's a good idea yeah, or not. Yeah, yeah. No, that's you yeah. have a passion for hard work and working hard. Yeah, you got to definitely got to be doing something. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I I am not you know, to sitting down. No, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what year yeah. did you guys uh take over the Cliff Carroll Anvils? Anvil? That was in 2000. Oh, okay. early 2000. Really? Yeah. You guys have been building anvils here for yeah, almost we're, over we're 20 years then, too. Say it, say again. Have you guys been making anvils here for over 20 years? Then? No. No, t- 2000, 2020. Sorry, oh, 2020. 2020. I first was like 2020. Man, 20 years. <laughs> That's yeah. a long time. Yeah. Yeah, 2000 is when we bought the feed store and started all this mess. And then, yeah, oh, okay. 2020. Okay. Yeah, yeah COVID sense. year. COVID year, we got, got that done in, like, April, I guess. Mm-hmm. April, May. And so. at that time, like, so did Cliff Carroll stay with you guys a little bit to... We actually went up there. Help you start. Went up to his shop. Okay. All the machines were there. And uh, Timmy and JJ uh, down in the shop, they went yeah. up and stayed at Cliffs for about a month, mm. you know, building stuff and, and building up some inventory that so that we'd have some inventory while we were moving okay. and yeah. then just showing them how he did all the stuff, milling the anvils, building this, building that, and then loaded everything on some semis and some goosenecks. And so all the tooling and equipment came with that yes, purchase. Sir. Yeah, we got that's all of it out there like was it that's still the stuff that you got or have you bought more oh we've bought a little bit more okay. but those those big mills down in the shop yeah. those milwaukee's the surface grinder the bridge those port, things are huge yeah, yeah. they're cool they're world <laughs> they're war ii machines cool. really well, they've got u.s department of war tags on them no kidding that's it's pretty cool so i'm gonna have to go check those out a little bit american more. made machines in Hell the yeah american so like, made shop that's Hell a pretty yeah. cool like is that a big deal to you to keep things as American. Yeah, we want to build. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and I I don't think that's anything wrong with, like, other countries making money, too. No, absolutely. But it's like. Yeah, no, this is our deal, and and we've got guys working right here in our shop, and that's, yeah, it's pretty important. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Super important. How big of a learning curve was it, even though they went and learned from Cliff Carroll? You know, like I say, Timmy picks that stuff up so quick. Yeah. And a lot of that he would have figured out just by doing you know yeah. so no it really wasn't bad it really i mean there's there's a few little nuances of this and that and, oh yeah and figuring out the heat treat because we do all the heat treat in-house and That's, so there's some that is still one of the coolest machines yeah. i think i've ever seen yeah, it's, like it's insane that it is like describe it to people that it's like it is a row of torches mm-hmm. and a row of water jets yep so it is heating and cooling yeah, it's as it's walking yep. down the face of the animal. Yeah. Man, I want to see that sometime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll show you. That just sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah. Like it, I like I cool. saw it here and it's like I instantly went and YouTubed them. I was like, and they like there's not very many yeah. out there. Like yeah. it like, kinda seems like a 
an engineered thing. Like yeah, somebody it's, made it's that. kind of a high tech redneck deal. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. really is. I mean, oh man, but it's, it's yeah. you got to heat treat such a big the, chunk of iron, right? And that's where the kind of the nuances of that come in because if you're doing a 35 pound anvil or a 250, you know the heat sink out of that 250. You know so you got to account for all of that stuff and then, way different. You know how. You got to slow your torch head down so you can get that heat in there, but mm-hmm. you can't go too slow because you'll burn it. Yeah, and you know, in the height yeah. height above the the face of the anvil and all of that. So, oh yeah, yeah, you got to get all that set, and then you know you can set up and run anvils all day, and then in the morning everything's still set. You put the next anvil in, it's different. You know, and is it really? temperature, humidity, barometric pressure? I don't know, but you know, there's always adjustments the that have to be made. Mad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but Timmy's got it. He's got it dialed in pretty good. And there's, like I say, there's always. It's always been so funny to me that, like, even if something's just a machine, it still takes like a little bit of sweet talking. Yeah. Like yeah. each one of them do. You know, it's like <laughs> something like that. But, but like, they always take a little, it's, still a little it's, bit. It's kind of like you were talking in your demo yesterday about the, the old rifle that, you know, shoots off a little bit. Yeah. Like all those machines have a little bit you of that. You just kind of got to know them. You got to know them. Yes, sir. You got to know them and be okay with <laughs> yes, them. That's sir. just what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. And you guys have now, like, take, did you guys buy the Scott Anvils? So then we got Scott. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of funny. We bought, bought Cliff Carroll and, and, uh, so I thought, well, I'll give a courtesy call to all the other Anvil and Forge manufacturers just to say, you know, Hey, we've got this and and we're doing it. And so of course, Scott was on that list and called Mr. Scott and, and he was pretty excited for us and, you know, Hey, anything y'all need, need help with, you know, let me know this is, oh, yeah, really top, top. So, uh, so we visited a while and, and he's like, uh, he says, uh, well, that's this is cool. I'll know who to sell out to when I get ready to retire. And we just kind of laughed and went on. And yeah. And about six months later, he calls and he says, "All right, I'm ready." No so, kidding. Yeah, it was a, a little sooner than we expected, but yeah. you know, you don't turn down that opportunity. Yeah. You know, for what I think is you know a, a top brand. I was pretty surprised. Well, and, like, and it's like yeah. the new. I think he is the newest Anvil brand, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he would be. But he did. He came out with like came out strong. He came out with a design that was just like that. It, that was the truck anvil instantly, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Like when that thing came out, I was like, there that's it what is. I use today every yeah, day. That's it, it is a it is a prize to not see a Scott dovetail hundred pound anvil inside of a rig. Yeah, like it, it really yeah. is. Yeah, they're so compact and they they hit so hard for a hundred pound just because they're. Just tight. Oh yeah, yeah. size yeah. the Travel size good. of the horn. So you how can many shape a draft shoe on that thing? Like it is. Yes, sir. How many different anvils do you guys build then? Eleven or make eleven, so 11 different eleven. sizes. Yeah. What's the yeah. biggest? Two fifty. The Scott Big Boy. And the smallest? And then the thirty-five pound Cliff Carroll. Okay. Yeah. Thirty-five pound. Thirty-five pounder. Yeah. Little. Just a little desktop. Thirty-five pound. Little round horn. Yeah, um, little jewelers. Yeah, jewelers. Anvil. The leather leather guys like oh, them. Yeah. You know, they're. And then all these anvils are basically milled out of a big chunk of steel, or no? They're all would... they're cast, so oh, they're okay. poured at the foundry, sand molds. And you guys are casting yeah, okay. them here? No, oh, no. Okay. We've got two different foundries in in Texas that really? that pour all of those. Yep. So that's like when you see them down there on the pallets. Oh, that's, that's how, how they come. That's how we get them in, and so it's just that rough casting. They're they're um, fairly soft, 
You know, okay. at that point, they're, I don't know, 35 Rockwell probably. Yeah. And so then you've got to machine the, the base and the top, get them flat and parallel. Um, so what kind of steel are anvils made? It's, it's ductile iron. It's cast ductile iron, ductile. which throws people off sometimes. You think cast iron skillet, you know, but oh, it's it's a totally different completely alloy. Completely different than, deal. Than that, yeah. And, like, casting is so advanced right, right. now. They cast tiny parts mm. that are so like, like gun parts are getting cast yeah. and stuff, and they yep. handle it. Yep. Like it, to get an anvil cast is not what cast anvils of the past. Exactly. Were. Yeah, and that's I mean all modern anvils are are cast ductile. Yeah, and ductile covers such a <laughs> oh yeah there's array of blanket. It's like it's yep. almost like when people say like oh it's mild steelers. It's like well, okay, there's some like some leeway yeah, there you know it's like your ductile iron on these handles isn't the same ductile right. iron that harbor freight cl- can claim the same exactly you know it's, yep. a, it's yep. a different yeah. deal yeah there's some carbon in it there's you know different elements and so yep the the alloy is is uh is very shock resistant and highly heat treatable okay you know, there's a lot of lot so of what's the finished it. uh hardness or the rock will Around 50, 50 to 52 okay. on that yeah. face. Yeah. I think that's what it, because most okay. hammers, I might be off here. We'd have to ask poor. But it's, I think, I want to say 56 or 58. Yeah, for Spe- most especially hammers. gyms. Yep. Yeah. And so you want to be <clears throat> slightly softer than ha- right. people's hammers. Yeah. That would make sense why it's easier to put a ding in with the hammer right. on the anvil versus mm-hmm. the other way yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. And y'all know about heat treat and you know how. It's such a fine line between too soft and too hard, and it's the same so on those anvils. Do you have to temper these? No anvils. No. Okay. With that alloy, it's not. Yep. Something that you have to do. No. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few like there's like a A33 out there right now too. Like you can heat treat that thing really hot, and you don't have to temper it. Yeah. Like you can quench it. You know, <clears> hard yeah, it really yeah. hot. Yep. How I, did you have you gone to the foundries? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. How cool yeah, we took is that? It's pretty cool. It's yeah, it's big and it's uh, it's just like you think of with that huge crucible up there. Yeah, and just pouring and just pouring. Yeah, they'll have it set up just just going and uh, it's it, you know and they put different elements in that and so when it reaches certain temperatures, they'll have the sparks and so they know hey when the sparks come they know okay well it's at whatever temperature and they know where really? they should pour. It's pretty it's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's just sitting there, just rolled. That has to be so wild. Yeah, all I've those, seen it. You know what I mean. Yeah. But it's like in person. It's I'm yeah. sure it's just like you know you see a picture of a redwood tree, but then you see one in person. Right. Different yeah. No, absolutely. Thing. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Especially, yeah. it has to be a different thing of like, this is our product now. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Coming in. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's it's cool. It's it's been really good to us. I thought I was talking to somebody the other day, and they said there was only like a couple foundries in the United States that build anvils. Do you know how many? No, there's some. Um, there's two in Texas. Okay. Pennsylvania. There's there's a couple out on the East Coast uh, that that Mr. Scott was using. I think one okay. in Virginia, maybe Pennsylvania. That would make sense. And um, yeah, kind of out there. And so we just moved all the production here. Yeah. So there's a few cheaper freight. Yeah, there's there's probably five or six. Mm. I mean, they're all doing other stuff, you know. Too. Yes. Yeah. The foundry yeah. we use. I mean, they do fire hydrants and you're a all kinds of stuff. Yeah. yeah. You're not, you, so you still got the ten dollar flat shipping on anvils? 
Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so really? Any anything uh, like the two hundred pounders and up? No. Oh, yeah, because okay. they've got to go on a pallet freight truck. But we've—I mean—we can always, you know, work some deals and try to get them there as cheap as we can. <laughs> That's but crazy. UPS has gone up enough in the last couple of years that so yeah, it's still ten dollars shipping for your whole order. But a uh, uh, hundred-pound Scott, I think, has like a twenty-dollar oversized fee on it. So mm. it's still still reasonable. reasonable. <laughs> still yeah. reasonable. Yeah, I just yeah. shipped like a fifty-pound item. I think it paid like three hundred dollars. Yeah. You know, and the good thing, <laughs> well, and the more we ship, the better rates we get. Oh, that's right. right. So yes. you can kind of negotiate, and, and so that, that helps That a makes lot. sense. That's the only way. Because if you go to the UPS store and pay full retail for your shipping, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Oh, it's not mm. very great. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that is something that you probably just had to get, like, more and more comfortable with probably is bigger and bigger numbers. <laughs> like, because you have to probably keep buying in bulk of items, yeah. And now you're yeah. buying like a bulk of a company, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, and it's just like, uh, when we started with the Anvils, the foundries were at a four week lead time, so that's pretty manageable. And then COVID gets here, and our four week lead time went to 18 weeks. Whoa, so Damn. it's like right away, right uh, instantly. So then you're sitting there without product, you know, mm -hmm. that you thought was coming in. And I can work with an 18-week lead time if I know 18 weeks in advance that oh, yeah. that's going to – so that's where they, – and they've caught up a little bit, but it's still a pretty long lead time. But we just kept stacking orders in, and, uh, you know, it's hard to have an anvil company when you don't have any anvils. Yeah. So – did yeah. you guys find you were like losing some business through that, or like no, customers I, are staying pretty loyal? No, I think most customers know what they want, and – well, and it's probably also everybody was probably bad. Exactly. Uh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All the other manufacturers had the same the same situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't hit, hitting just <clears throat> just there. So like. What is something that you have maybe noticed horseshoers? And you can give blankets here or not. <laughs> but where horseshoers suck at business like i'm sure you've noticed it i'm sure you've been like man like you've heard them talking at the bar at seven, and you're like man that doesn't seem very bright to me <laughs> like is you a guy that's gone to college for business like you, and especially like it's his agriculture business we are in right. ag business <clears throat> and you are somewhat in our world like not somewhat you're in our world and i think you have a good idea like where That's, we screw up some and where like especially new horseshoers or maybe older horseshoers that just don't seem like they're ever making any money yeah that's a big question that's and a big I, question yeah. i i mean i think you know on the just kind of the business side of it inventory management for the farrier you know making sure they have enough stock on hand to get through and not get get none in bind do you think some guys though ever get <clears throat> the other direction basically like I, I see every once in a while you go somewhere and like a new guy will have a ton of stuff where it's like that seems like a yeah, lot of money like overkill there. yeah i don't know i mean on my side of it, in the store side of it i've <laughs> yeah. never been scared of having inventory that's yeah. money in the bank it's a little different for me than a than a farrier but mm -hmm. um yeah i think and that's where you're buying you're getting the discount yeah, or just just having a shelf at the house. It's got some, 
got some stuff on it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just, we see a lot of people that get, that need their stuff in a hurry sometimes. And that's usually me, like buying yeah. a last minute, like, yeah. oh shit, I need this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if it's a glue on deal or, you know, an emergency deal, that's understandable for sure. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. No, I, I don't know. I think, um, like you see that order quite a bit and it's like, I need a pair of shoes. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, we see we see some of that. It, it, it's funny, you know, you can watch and, you know, some guys will order every month, you know, pretty big order. And then, you know, some guys we talk to every couple, three days. Really? Uh, just depending. And, always and that's, and you know, that's, I mean, that's not for me to say. Whatever works good for them is all right with me, but. But they, can, they can't be <clears throat> continually buying product if they're not continually shoeing horses, probably, yeah, right? right. Yeah. So obviously so, those yeah, guys it's, are. It's working for them. Yeah. Yeah. But I think there's some ways they can save some money, you know, by, by buying in bulk a little bit. And, yeah, you know. for sure. So do you think some of those guys that are like, and obviously you don't like want to lose money on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, it's like no. you notice these guys that are like, man, you're calling me all the time and just ordering like <clears throat> five bucks worth at a time. Yeah. Well, you could probably save <clears throat> yourself in the long run. Good. Yeah. A thousand, two thousand bucks in the year if you right. would just yeah. plan your order. Yeah, you get out. your box discounts, your case discounts, and and all that. The freight's not really eating them up. I mean, you know, ten bucks yeah. is ten bucks, but you know that's not too bad. But it is like, well, I don't know. It's like it's probably not that hard to plan out your order too. To like, well, this way I stay underneath of the the weight limit. Well, if you're just ordering, like, we'll ship you old pallet of shoes for ten dollars. It's just any single item that weighs over one hundred fifty pounds. Oh. Really? So if you order, I mean, you call up and order a thousand pounds of stuff, then we'll put it on the pallet. So does the same go as Coke? Tip for you guys right out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like if you're buying some shoes, right? Then like, yeah. all you have to do, like, you just got to plan it out. It's yeah. the same thing. Like if you go to the grocery store, well, if you go to Costco, if you right. plan out what you're using, yeah. you go to Costco. I mean, and if you buy enough from Costco, they'll deliver it yeah. to your house. Yeah. Yeah. Same deal. Same deal. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that right there you is know, probably a good business we, tip for a lot of people. We just try to make it. I mean, to me, the $10 deal, it makes it easy. It makes it easy for you to figure. It makes it easy for us to figure. I've and done it in my business. Like, I, I'm I'm selling just one item. But it's it's so easy. It's The potential is there to lose the client trying to figure out shipping. Exactly. Time. Yes. Absolutely. When you're like, well, yeah. let me get back to you. Yeah. Well, yeah, the time they get back to him, I'm not trying to like be like they might have been like I don't yeah, want it anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But if you can just be like ready to go, here's the figure. Right. It's pretty pretty yeah. easy for them. To yeah, say you, yes. you you sell a hammer and you know it's probably going to cost you between what twenty five, fifteen, and twenty five dollars to Every ship time. it anywhere in there. So you can sell your the hammer internationals. And say, yeah, different. You right? can be like yeah, but you can say in the continental U.S. we'll you buy my hammer i'll ship it for 15 bucks yep. hey you might you might lose five bucks but big deal yeah you know exactly. it's yeah. easy you're still good do you oh. guys ship internationally very much oh yeah Just... quite a bit anymore really honestly yeah yeah huh. we really what country do you think you ship to the most as far as wholesale like scott and cliff carroll um ship a lot to germany and france um okay. uk is big uh european countries um as far as just Farrier orders. Is that your biggest international items going over right now is the anvils? Yeah, the Proforge. Oh. Proforge is big more in Europe. I say, do you think it's more popular there than here? Yeah, probably. Maybe. 
I, I mean, it seems that way because they'll, those companies, they'll call an order, you know, 30, 40, 50 at a time because oh, they got okay, to go on, the, you know, a pallet's worth it. to go. Yeah, to make it worth it. So that sticks out in your head. But yeah, no, they, they, they've been selling well here, too. And we've revamped some stuff on it and, and different lighter material than what, than what Cliff was using. Uh, yeah. And and uh, Timmy's figured out the CNC mills that we got from Scott pretty good and built some jigs. And so he's machining the burners and we're doing all that really? in-house that used to be farmed out. So Ooh. there's some little things there that, That's cool. that make them burn a lot better. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Now, oh, forges are like the littlest things. Yes. And I'm sure you guys notice that just like, because they are an item. Usually you guys ship them put together or mm -hmm. someone has to put them together. Uh, all you got to do is put the burner, burner on top. Throw it down. Two nuts on and there. It's a good, for, I've never put one of those yep. ones together firm because it's like. It's, yeah, you got to <clears throat> work I know, it like, that line. When I first got that whisper mama, it was like how to be perfect yeah oh you know? the orifices yeah. yeah how it's in there <laughs> or <laughs> like it burps a bunch uh -huh. and everything yeah. it's like oh man with that with that pro forge burner the the whole burner is one piece you know it's that cast aluminum yeah yep. and so then we put the tube in there put the jets in and then we fire each one we've got a test forge down there and you put that burner on clamp it down and then we set the jets adjust it get everything adjusted lock it down so it's already been fired you know so it's just ready should roll. be set yeah yeah do you do you guys notice that like is that quality control save you money uh, absolutely yeah it's always better to do it right the well, first you, time uh, you probably <laughs> notice it yourself just building tools right yeah it's just quality like, control but there's always something huh always I mean, <laughs> it's just it, that, that's what i was saying but, like, like to asking with the ford is like Man, it's even just the simple thing of putting the burners in, you can do wrong. And then it's so quick that people are like, well, it's a, it's the manufacturer's fault. Uh, like, Yeah, I think most people are good. And if, if they call up and, you know, usually I can walk them through it. You but know, there's probably, and, like, especially with the anvils. Yeah. I'm just going to I couldn't imagine being <laughs> in the anvil business. It's tough. You guys, there's uh, so many PQs, I'm sure, just like, how, <laughs> like, yeah, the hardy hole's just chipping out. It's like, yeah, it probably has nothing to do with you driving a pretzel <laughs> into the edge over and over again. Yeah. But then, but is it or isn't it? Right? Yeah, so super it can hard. be us too. And no, and, yeah, um, you have to do have to be yeah, realistic absolutely. with it. But I mean, you're like, yeah. man, we haven't had any problems with that for some reason. <laughs> some of these guys are just like taking chunks out of the yep. hardy hole. Yeah, like, beating yeah. them up. So how how much testing do you guys do on the ambles to try to make sure like? Cause I know that just getting steel from like mm -hmm. for my tools, each bar yeah. ha is a little bit different. Right. Don't like tap on the, Oh, the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Batch to batch. You can tell a little difference in the anvils when you machine mm -hmm. them. And, um, Oh really? Just how easy it's cut. Yeah. And, really. and it's not necessarily a difference in the material. I mean, it could be, but yeah. it's also how fast did that casting cool? when it came out of the when it came out of the sand Ooh. so the faster it cools the harder it is because it's a difference in winter and summer exactly animals? yes really yeah yeah those poured in the in the winter will be harder i could see yeah that. so when you go to the mill and that mill's really working going yeah. across there you know you know and then and then timmy will do the heat treat and uh he's got a 
You got a little two-pound gym pour right there. And as they come out of the heat treater, you know, he's gotten good enough that oh, he'll here. set through there. And then and then after the surface grind, you know, we'll do a rock will test, oh. you know, ever, however many. You know, yep. just yeah. make sure we're, we're in the zone. Yeah. And then a lot of times we'll pull one off the line, whether we think it's on the high side of the scale or we think maybe this one's going to be a little soft. And we'll put it on the anvil stand down there in the shop and, you know, have shop night and beat around on them and – you know, kind of abuse on them a little bit, and, yeah, and well, just make sure we're kind of still in the in the zone where we need to be. And <clears throat> the face is a pro is fairly easy project, like mm -hmm. right, you got a surface grinder in a mill, mm -hmm. but the horn mm -hmm. is that's pretty much hand ground. Huh? It's all hand ground. Oh, really? It's all hand ground. Yeah, yeah. Wow, we'll go through four or five different disc down there they use one okay. disc to kind of take the scale you know that scale on the outside is pretty hard yep break through that and then they'll go through a couple different grits and you know hopefully the shape is is there in the horn to start with all right mm -hmm. but sometimes you get a pattern shift you know and the the two sides of that pattern will come together they should meet yep, yep. but you'll get one that's a quarter inch oh. quarter inch high and that's a lot when you get to the horn. So you got to take that whole side down. Yeah, it's to no match. big deal for the cutting table right. and everything yeah. else. Yeah, got to make it match, and then keep the radius in there. And uh -huh. You know how that's what I tell them. Like this is the most important part of the anvil. We can't have high spots and humps and no. and no, all that. Huge. And it's you know that's huge. So we got two guys down down there, and they're dang good horn grinders. Because even all three hundred of the people that are here for this clinic. We'll say the most important thing is using the horn. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> and it's just so easy to do. Like not so easy, but it's like the flat making flat. So when you guys are milling the flat, do you so you mill the face flat? Do you mill a flat on top of the horn? Mm -mm. You mill the cut. You mill the cutting table flat. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so is there sometimes the horn is higher than that? Sometimes it can be up. Sometimes it's lower depending on. Yeah. So that's another thing to look at you know trying to keep the top of that horn flush with that cutting, cutting table. table so you have to bring the cutting table and the face down down or or bring that horn down to to match yeah so it's it's a job i mean it's a labor intensive job yeah no everybody thinks that it's like well it just comes out of this casting it's like yeah no yeah it's not <laughs> yeah. it's not it's not that easy <laughs> yeah far from it. yeah it's it's a process it's a process you know oh i'm yeah. that's that's and, why i was like i remember seeing yeah. it a couple of years ago and you guys grinding the horns and it is something that i think people just take for granted yeah they get this new anvil right. and they're like yeah the horn just came like that <laughs> you know? that's it's part of it the, and then how much how much rate you know dressing the edges before we send them out you yeah know, we want to leave a crisp uh, edge as we can so you can pull clips and, yeah. and all that but i mean you get a sharp edge like that oh. and you hit it with a, so a 58 rockwell hammer the anvil is going to lose. Yes. So, but yes. if you, you know, so we just take a little bit of that edge off, just run a 45, just. I I would have such a hard time yeah, selling an anvil. We, we put, we actually made some stickers that we put on top of them now, just encouraging people to, to dress the, the edges. edges of your anvil. You know, it's your anvil. Don't be scared to, you know, and, and Roy make Bloom, yours. Roy Bloom did a, a video, I don't know, 20 years ago probably at convention and did a deal on dressing the edges of your animal and it's still it's really really good one to to watch so people don't make it think your own yeah yeah and it's the same with hammers 
punches, everything like they come so sharp. Right. And like that sharp edge does not do well. Right. With impact. Right. Or forging. Right. Really. Like yeah. it's nice to have maybe one or two areas on your anvil that has a fairly sharp edge. Right. But the rest of them can be. Yeah pretty damn yeah. ground yeah and it's and it's a it's a learning curve and i can see oh, yeah you know a new guy that's is starting out and you don't know you oh, don't you just spend you don't so know. much money on this like you're working so hard for your money and now you got this like big old chunk of an anvil and you're like yeah do i just want to take the angle grinder to exactly. this thing oh man exactly. i remember like it's probably almost like the best thing like a tool tip would be Get you if you should have a sandbox like a Justin Fry sandbox, or or a hand sander, and just take that yeah. to it first, yeah. and just kind of like just just round it up a little bit. And then you watch Craig out there with the new anvil, he's setting up on the truck and he gets his angle grinder, not with a flap disc, but with a hard disc and just takes him. He has his Zemo spot out in. Well, you got it too. Especially it's like. You lose hammer control every once in a while yeah. when you're trying to go fast. Like misses just every once in a while they happen. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Like <laughs> it's like I. That's right. Like I probably feel for you as an anvil baker. It's like I'm sure you get them where you're like, <clears throat> the guy missed. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You, Send him a new anvil. Yeah. You got to. You know. You got to stay in mind your product and, you know. And the, yeah, keep, at the end of the day, you are like, we're making animals. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to get hit. Yep. So what made you decide to start making horseshoes? <laughs> I got tired of watching. Really? Yeah, I got tired of watching. <laughs> yeah, so no. You, so you guys doing Forge Nights? Yeah, I do Forge Nights. And, and I always play around a little bit. but mm -hmm. um, And you haven't necessarily shot horses no, ever? No, that's not, no, that's not my background at all. And you just decided, I'm tired of watching, and I want to learn how to yeah, start been, making shoes. Well, yeah. You, you, luckily enough, we got to, you know, we go to a lot of the contest and go to mm -hmm. convention. I've got to do yeah. all that stuff for years oh, yeah. and, and go to all the clinics and watch all the good guys. And then, um, you know, Weston Newsom, he's right here in town, and he started competing several years ago. And uh, he's a couple years ahead of me, I guess. And um, so good friends with Weston, hanging out with him and, I'll just give it a go, you know. I mean, tired of watching, so I thought, well, I'll do the novice because there's no danger of having to shoe a horse, mm -hmm. you know. And so by the time I did the novice year, well, then you're hooked and you're ready to, like, you know, that goalpost keeps changing. Did you, like, so it within doing, like, you've been doing a lot of business where you, have you ever done, like, with things with your hands, you know, like, ever been uh, the building things? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would I build all our own barns at the house and pipe fence and so you're you like, know this hitting stuff but, with a hammer thing is pretty all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. No, and I've had several guys over the last fifteen, twenty years, you know, horseshoers and stuff, and we get together and you know build hoof picks or you know little yep. stuff like that, yeah. but not at a competition type level. Well, and not like even though it's the novice class, it's still like they're thick shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, three eighths by one. Yeah, thirteen half inch fronts, thirteen inch Hans. Because didn't you didn't you win the novice class? No. Oh, you no. didn't. No, I got close at Fort Worth that last year. I oh, got, okay. Got up there, you know, had some shoes in second and third. I was close, but yeah. novice got tough. You know, the last few years there's been there's you know 20, 20 plus in That's there. That's a good thing. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely. Great. But I remember at, at Vegas in 19, which was, I did novice in, in 2020. Okay. So yep. it was there in 19, and I think there was six, seven people in the novice class. And yeah. So I'm looking at the table, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, yeah. like, I'm getting in there. I can do that, uh, you know, and then show up at Edgewood the next year. I think there was 23, Holy 23 shit. of us in the, in the novice. But, um, no, it is a great time to learn. How many uh, of the oh. novice competitions did you do before you did Cat 1? Three. Yeah, three. I did all three that 2020. Nice. And yeah. how many Category 1s did you do? I did uh, two in 21 last yeah mm -hmm. in 21 i did two uh i missed fort worth because we were getting the new computer system in here and it was it was crazy had a lot of stuff going on yeah yeah and then did three last year yeah and you made the live shoeing and something yeah yeah i made it in edgewood and and at madison how yeah. nervous were you for the live shoeing yeah part? so i didn't <laughs> i didn't um i didn't ever suspect that i would make the shoeing uh that quick i guess yeah it's so, so cool though that it's like i yeah it's you're, great you're a store owner <laughs> yeah and not a horseshoe and i mean like i've been around it we got horses at the house i've pulled some shoes and this and that but and, you've, different, and you've, you know? you've like you've shot some horses before the contest no, no. yeah sad to <laughs> you say you shot your first horse yeah, at the contest yeah all the way I, I drove some nails and some feet before and that but not wow no so and i'm and it that's great yeah it, it, it was good but it was it was bad because i don't like to be unprepared for something yeah i'm yeah. with you and but i like i said i didn't suspect that i would make it last year honestly i thought well, it's gonna be a year or two these guys are good and 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 so that'll give me some time i'll just keep building shoes and then i'll i'll start getting under some horses and and try to be as prepared as i could be yeah. you know for that deal so no, Edgewood was good. We practiced a lot for that, and I was 24th going into the shoe. And oh, dang. So, so, yeah, so I'll never forget. And so Craig and them, they're up in the trailer, and they're figuring the results that night, you know, and Craig comes and gets me, and so I go up there, and he's like, you made the shoe and uh, <laughs> he's yeah. like he's yeah. like we gotta talk about yeah, this talk. Oh, and uh, he's like have you ever done this <laughs> uh, he knows he knows yeah, yeah. We, we've had that talk you know oh. before and uh so craig he's him on around and, and he's he says well I, I don't know if i'm the best i'm not the best striker here and this and that but he's like i I'd strike for you tomorrow if if you want me to i'm like yes thank <laughs> please you, Lord. Yeah. yes yes please craig and uh so you know because craig's the most nervous on horse day anyway oh, yeah, and like, uh yeah he's like oh yeah we gotta but obviously we gotta help with john you were already like you were putting nails where they needed to be like what were some things you were focusing on in those classes in the classes themselves like, yeah, yeah when, was, when you were building shoes you know like i kind of have some things like i need to get here here and here. you know here's some like baselines that i need i i think the Biggest thing or most important thing for me is knowing what's going to be done in each heat. Yeah. That's I like, I've got the goals for each heat. This is how many heats we're going to have. I'm going to have X number of cleanup heats. Um, yeah. I think the hardest thing for me on those shoes is shape, not being a horseshoer. Like, I mean, you have the specimen, mm -hmm. but seeing the foot in that shoe yes. and seeing the frog in there. That'd and so the that's something by not shoeing horse that I've really had to, oh, man. you know, work on and think about and, and knowing the fit. Trying, yeah, fit. Oh, it's gonna be fits a whole, yeah, fits a whole nother thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, just when you think oh, yeah. you know something, then you try to fit. Well, it turns out that's hard. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or it's like, well, that's not, it's like, yeah, that would have been okay or, in this discipline, but that's not the discipline today. This discipline's different. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And what I think fits, or I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. And then you hand it to somebody else, you know, on a template or whatever, like, yeah, you missed this, this, and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, did you get your, your medial toe and your lateral heel and, you know, all of that stuff. And then, like, watching Bodie's demo yesterday on rasping those, those hunter heels. Yeah. And the degree – of precision that he's taught you, you know, so he said in a little bit, you know, like 16th of an inch yeah, to make that fit. Right. So that's a whole nother, whole nother. Oh, level. it's one of those things. It's like, I know it sounds like, Oh yeah. Just like fit it. And that's where you, like, I hear horses like, well, I put hunter heels on them. Okay. I've watched some like really, really good guys sit, put hunter heels on. And that's the biggest thing of the day yeah. is that a minuscule yeah. little bit. Oh, it's, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the further you go, the deeper, the deeper off into oh, it you yeah, get. It's the so more, crazy. Yeah. By the time you, you set these goals, well, I wish I could just do this or this. And by the time you get there, you don't even really realize it because you're already on to the next yep. things that you need to accomplish. So when you like went to the horse that day with your first shoe that was going to get driven into something with blood, were you like, no, I, you know, I was really pretty good with it. I, I, uh, I just kind of come to terms that this is going to happen. I'm, I thought to myself, I've got a 70 minute, uh, I got a 70 minute clinic with Craig. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. And we got it's a good way to look, you know, at we it. only got 70 minutes, so we got to hurry. Yeah. And, um, my wife, she shows reining horses and, and she was at a show in Oklahoma city while I was in Edgewood yeah. and she, uh, she pulled a shoe on the way, on the way over there. And oh. she's got a little, she's got a little, toolkit in the in the trailer you know and she's like well i'm just gonna level it up and nail it back on because i can go right through you know weston had just shot him and and uh go right through the same nail holes you know kind of deal and i'm like yeah my wife's doing it i i I could probably i could probably step up and give it a go too you know so so that was a good that happened on the way over there so that was already in my mind and then no but you got craig right there and and um yeah it's just yeah i'm at ease with craig and he's such a good teacher yeah yeah and so no he just helped and he knows my skill set we've practiced a little bit together and he knows he knows where i am and i'm like craig let's not even worry about the specimen you know let's just try to get he's like that's not what we do here you know we (laughs) build a specimen shoe and it's like all right let's do it you know so we did and and um yeah i mean we we got it close i was i was happy and you got were you like super tight on time or was it like no, I told I told because y'all make me nervous when you go to nailing up with three minutes left. Yeah, I'm not that guy. Yeah. You know? And so, Craig's like, "What do you think?" I'm like, I, "You know, 12, 15 minutes. I probably should be at the foot. Yeah, you know, and it give me enough time to to clinch and clean up." And I know, I can definitely say yeah. I took longer than fifteen minutes to nail up my first horse. Yeah, yeah, like it was, it was I definitely. I didn't have longer. an option, you know, and. And uh, so we got fit up pretty good and burned on and made a few adjustments. I got in the in the vice for just a second, and uh, you know Craig, of course Craig's managing that time. You know, come on, or back to the fire or whatever we needed to do. And and yeah, uh, yeah he's like, you know, it's punch good. She's trim good. You're not gonna stick her, you know. So yeah. just drove him in there and and because um, it is pretty much as simple. Like it sounds like, oh yeah, as simple as that. But it is like. Well, you're fit all right. The nails are down the middle. You yeah. didn't trim it too short. Right. Yeah. So getting ready go, for right? the Category 1 contest, how much practice did you do before the contest? Uh, pretty much every day. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, we'll go to Weston's um, at least twice a week. 
mm-hmm. in the evenings and a lot of times on Saturday as we get closer to a contest. But yeah. you know, working together there and doing our doing the the two two man stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, yeah, pretty much every night you get home from work, fire up the forge and build. Oh, so you have a little shop at your house yeah, as well? Yeah, a little shop there. Yeah, I don't have a coke fire there yet, but. I was just wondering if you just do it out here in the Yeah, most of the, I mean, this is a pretty good setup, but most of the time, by the end of the day, I'm just ready to go home. Yeah. To go to my spot, my happy yep. spot. Mm-hmm. It's kind of my how, shop. And... How how much, like, how much money you got in your own place? And you're like, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I always think of that when I got a hammer that I kept. It's like, I could have sold that hammer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty bad at collecting tools, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a little stash. Yeah, or we get a little warranty stuff back from somebody, you know. I'll, I'll take, take it. it. I'll take it home, grind it up, and give her a go. Yeah, yeah. that's a good. That's a really good one. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> like, I love broken Pritchels. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. defected. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, that's exactly. pretty sweet. But it is probably also pretty nice that you had a good idea of what decent tools were. When you started, and you have set through how many clinics right. and demos right. and watched, yeah, before no, you exactly. started. But it's still, it's still, it's amazing how much you learn when you actually do it. Oh yeah, and yeah, you can only watch so much. And those, uh, yeah, fixing drifts and punches and and what nail fit really is, and Cute. what what um, you know this drift won't won't fit with with. Uh, with that head stamp and and how that drift needs to be different if it's in a fuller shoe. How many times you have to hit it? Like, oh, yeah. it is a freaking big difference yep. each one. Yeah, Are yeah. You so screwed up there. That's help. Huh. <laughs> You're making me nervous. <laughs> 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 the little red light went off. No, you're good. Yeah, no. So big, big learning curve there, and it's it's um, yeah, and it's really helped me help customers better too in those oh, aspects yeah i bet that's, that's been that wasn't huge. the reason that i did it you know i kind of did the whole competition thing for me yeah you know that I'm, is a good challenge and and uh it's good for me mentally physically the whole the whole deal yeah so yeah do you plan on keep competing yeah i can't quit now <laughs> <laughs> i'm committed i just yeah no i really i really enjoy it i really enjoy do you it. have some competition goals then uh yeah, make the live shoeing and just focus on that live shoeing and try to do a better job. You know, that that's the thing. I mean, oh, oh John can make the shoeing the first couple of times, and it's, you know, everybody thinks it's cool. And, yeah, John doesn't shoe horses. But if John's doing the same bad job two or three years from now, then that's it not stops, cool, yeah, right? Yeah, so it's getting less cool. Either, I either got to go do something else or I got to step it up and try to be, yeah. you know, because that, I mean, I, I think that's a – it's a – it's like an honor to, to to make it to to that right i mean Absolutely. that's that's a, a that's a good group of people and they work really hard to do that so if you're going to try you, to be in that group you need to elevate and you might be the first a guy that just was came from supply house to i was thinking it's kind of funny like, uh, sure. <laughs> most like store owners or company yeah. owners might get into like restoring cars or like other sorts of hobbies and He's like, getting yeah, into. I want to shoot some well, horses. <laughs> yeah, hang around with you people long enough. Yeah, you know? <laughs> just very competition. Well, that's all my friends are horseshoers. You know, I mean, true. Yeah, that's, that's. I mean, I just feel like I pretty quickly took over your life. Then. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. How long? How did you and Craig come to having the winter clinic here at Wellshot? I think um, that's a good question. 
I just told him well, that. Well, it started getting really too big for pores. For, for Jim, and then that was about the time. Well, they had it, what, two years at Jim's new place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Jim was doing a lot of the knife maker stuff, too. And yep. I think there's there's well, something else big this time of year in uh, the knife making world. Well, he, he was having, yeah, and Jim, Jim was, was just doing. mainly doing knives. And so he was having yeah. those knife clinics at his place. And right. A bunch of folders yeah. and stuff like that yep. about the same time. And we got the, the shop down there, and I thought, that's big enough to accommodate yeah. everybody. And I just told Craig, I'm like, if, if you need our space, you're welcome to it. You know, we'll be glad to. That's to host cool. it, you know, it if you need out. a spot. Oh, it's it's great. Yeah, this well. is our favorite thing of the year. That's uh, I think like one of our guys over with just haven't been here yet. He told me like it's kind of like the Costco of pork chewing. <laughs> like you yeah, go in there supplies, and yeah. it's just like warehouse. Yeah, <laughs> you just like keep walking all around. There's more and more supplies. <laughs> like you go around another door and it keeps going. Yeah, like yeah, that's, that's we, what makes it fun. We kind of heard like this year is uh, has been like the largest as far as the number of attendees. Like. Were yeah. you guys kind of nervous when you seen yes. how many were coming? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. I think they had 148, 50 people last year yeah, registered. We're almost doubled this year, ain't it? Yeah, and then Miss Chris called, and she's like, yeah, we got 254 signed up. Holy shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you I know thought, there's going to be some people that just oh, show up. There's a ton of people that are here or, or on the way that aren't on that list. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we ordered, we ordered food for 325 for tonight Wow. for the feed. So. Yeah, so I mean, it's cool. Well, thank but, you for that. Oh, absolutely, my pleasure. That yeah, is it's crazy. so we we revamped the shop, added that extra TV in the other bay and oh, sound yeah. system that for was, the overflow. That's key. You know, I think that's great. Right. There. Yeah. Uh-huh. If, if you go to a clinic and you can't see what's going on, you can't hear a oh, guy. Yeah, it it, sucks. You know, it's it's well, and it's, it's great not too. Fun. Like you or AJ are running the camera pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. And you guys know. What's enough fixing like, to, to know, like you guys know to like all right i need to zoom in here yeah or kind of like where the yeah. guy might be going yeah. uh, so age is good and they're you know they're doing horses right now and so Asia's down there on the foot and and she knows if they're going to the left front she's going to be at the right hind and she can you know she knows where to get those shots to yeah. everybody can see so yeah, yeah she does amazing on that no, in the For trailer sure. where the trailer can just be real close to where the inside mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And it's surprisingly not Texas weather out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it is it's, a little bit. It's Amarillo, Texas weather. Yeah. I mean, it's typical like WCB. Yeah. Weather. WCB. Yesterday was snowing, down, wind but blowing. But it brings the sh- crappiest, shittiest weather <laughs> every time it goes somewhere. Yeah. So that's why we call it winter clinic. Yeah. It's yeah. Just <laughs> like, <laughs> bring, oh, everybody's here. Coat. Let's snow outside. No uh, one stopped, though. No, no, there was still poor has a huge trailer. And so he parked this big old wind blocker to the one side of yep, the parked on the, the north trailer. side. Yeah. And but it's still snow, snowing at the yeah. anvils and everybody's just. Yeah. Working away. Away. Yesterday's the worst day. It's going to be yeah, it's pretty nice today. today. Tomorrow's supposed to be like 60. Yeah, 60s tomorrow. So we'll be good. Oh, nice. We'll be good. Nice. Sun's yeah. out, guns out. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah, well, we've been rolling for. Quite Good a while. Bit. Yeah. All right. John, what are some goals? So you, we've gone like a little bit of your goals for the competition. What are your, some of your goals for the business? Man, just just keep going and try to do a good job. Get You know, I think the the biggest goal is just trying to get stuff out the door fast yeah. and efficient. And I think we've done a lot better of that this year with the new computer system. So mm-hmm. that's always the main thing is get them out. And and this to have the customer service to back it up, and and the website's just www.wellshot.com. Yes, sir. Do you ever plan on more locations? 
Man, that's a tough one. It it could be cool. Yeah. It could be cool, but it's all about the people, yeah. and you got to have the yeah. right people in place to do that. So makes that's huge. the thing that makes me nervous about anything. Oh yeah. Outside of this building. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, maybe you know, if the opportunity's there, the time's right. You know, maybe, but maybe more things inside this building. Take what comes to you. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Perfect. See what happens. Well, thank you yeah. for doing this episode. Well, you got Absolutely. You. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Who are who? Who are <laughs> yeah. four people that you would consider on your Mount Rushmore? That's, that's a tough one, and I've thought about it a little bit, and I still don't know all the right that's answers. Hard, that's a tough, tough one. one. You know, I think uh, family number one, like mm-hmm. just inclusive of. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, my dad. That's always been a good influence, and and uh, you know, he always kind of let me do whatever I thought I was big enough to do. Yeah. And let you try things. You know. Yeah. And so uh, that that's pretty important. Yeah. That's, you know, was it sheltered? Yes. But coddled? No. Yeah. You know, always kind of given some freedom. Supported you in your decision. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. I was lucky enough to have my great grandpa uh, until I was 20. I think he passed away. I was 28. That's cool. And uh, yeah, so he was born in 1911. And so we got a lot of that old history and ways. And so spent a lot of time with him. Yeah, those think. people saw the country. Yeah. Like, was he? Would he grow up around here? Yes, sir. Too? Yeah. Okay. They yeah. Home, homesteaded south of here yeah. in late 1800s. So yeah. nice. Yeah. So yeah, through the depression and the when and was the he war, born? 1911. 1911. Yeah. So he was a young man during yeah. the during the depression yep. on the farm oh, during yeah. the Dust Bowl. Damn. Know, so <clears throat> that's my grandpa on my mom's side. He was a really old guy. He was born, I want to say, 1908. And that's it. Like, he came over on a wagon yeah. to Oregon. Yeah. And it's just like the stories those guys can tell. Just, right. Yeah. And, and they, they make life pretty simple. You know, it's yeah. pretty black and white mm-hmm. for yeah. them. There's not a lot of gray area. It's right or wrong, yes or no. That's cool. And so that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, uh, Great one. you know, my wife, she's real supportive and, and she's off showing raining horses and I'm doing this and, and it, yeah. and it works for us. Oh yeah. Uh, so that's a cool one. Um, in the, in the fair industry world, uh, Dan Burke with FPD. Okay. Yeah. You know, he started that, him and Linda started that from the ground up in the nineties and he's, he's done uh, you know, their company's all about customer service mm-hmm. and I yeah. think they do an excellent job of that. And Dan's helped me a lot through the years, you know, just seeing some different things, yeah. stuff like that. And then uh, and Craig, Craig Turnka. I yeah. Mean, yeah, what he's doing out there with the WCB and, and um, yeah. It's huge. Way huge. And that's stuff that, you know, he's not making money doing that stuff. <laughs> no. <You> know, <laughs> yeah. He does it it's because like, he loves it. Yeah. And it's a free winter clinic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he has a passion yeah. for teaching people. And, I mean, I mean, he's such a character. You know, to say <laughs> yeah, the least. If but you think if you think the WCB is making like hand over no, fist, it's like no. What? Craig pours so much love and money back into yep. that thing. What, it's mm, what Craig and Miss Chris, yeah, you know, and you know, he had that in. vision and went to it, and yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So, that'd it be makes, my top. Makes this community. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great list. Yeah. Awesome, John. Cool. We'll keep you too for much All of the right. clinic. Yeah, we better get back to work, huh? Appreciate yes, it. Yes, sir. You bet. Thank you. Thank all. you very much. Appreciate it.